up east high. Wow, we are back. We're back, Condra. Welcome. Oh, guys, thank you for that break. Man, was it nice. <laughs> are your are your feet, um, has your, all the skin grown off of your feet? I know one of the things you did over the break was go over to the, the spa and get the fish nibbling your, your foot skin. No, that's gross. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> no, instead I went to Disney twice. Or, I was going to say, what else did you do during the break? <laughs> I went to Disney. Um, actually, no, because I went to Disneyland while we were still wrapping season, the last season. But I went to Disney We were again. still wrapping. Yep. And my rap career has ended. <laughs> but I went to Disney. I've read a bunch. Yeah. Keeping busy. Work is insane. Work is really busy, you know? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. <laughs> we're uh, like we're summer busy. It's wild. We're, we're back with High School Musical 3, Condra. Indeed. The 2008 theatrical release. The first time a DCOM franchise ever moved to theaters. Yes. So this is Wildcat Minute Season 3, talking about High School Musical 3. If you haven't listened to High School Musical 1 and 2, I mean, welcome. You can listen here. Yeah. But also you can go back and listen to the old ones if this one's your favorite and you just really wanted to start here because this is the most recent one. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure you're going to figure out what happens in this podcast without going back to talk about the previous ones. In case you are new, though, we do talk about this movie one minute at a time, which means this whole first episode is devoted just to minute one of High School Musical 3, which starts with... Oh, speaking of which... I'm Tyler. I'm Condra, and we're the Amateur Nerds. You know, this is our fifth season of the Amateur Nerds, and and we're just figuring it out. It's fine. Well, we kind of had like the cold open, but now we're getting started. So what happens in minute one? So minute one starts out with the second star to the right shining down on us and ends with a very sweaty and laboriously breathing (laughs) Troy Bolton. Wow. I know. It's High School Musical 3. It starts hot. It starts fresh energy, percussion. What more could you want out of the exciting opening to your film? A ticking clock. <laughs> A pounding heartbeat. Sweaty hair. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to talk about the minute and then just talk about all the other stuff that yeah, is introducing yeah, the movie? Yeah, there's really not much for this first opening minute of High School Musical 3. Because it's credity stuff first, but not in the credits we're used to seeing at the opening well, of the it's movie. It's not credits, it's logos. Yeah, that's true. It's 30 seconds of the Disney logo. It's been so long since we've had a logo to open that I don't even remember what they're called. Yeah, TV movies don't have opening logos. They just start. Well, usually they're like a logo to to bring it in, like the the Let's Watch a Disney Channel movie. Oh, Yeah. Which I might have a drop for. <gasps> Ooh. I think the drop is, and now back to the movie. Oh. So I I don't think I have a, let's watch Disney Channel movie, of which there are several iterations, but anyway. But that was the version we grew up with and would have been on TV when High School Musical was on TV. So, so Condra, you referenced the second star to the right. So that's a Peter Pan. That is. Yeah, that's canonically not, not- like what that is. Not strictly um, a Disney-owned thing. I recently saw Peter Pan Goes Wrong. Anyone could do Peter Pan. Actually, there's a whole thing with licensing Peter Pan where 
anybody that licenses Peter Pan, the rights are owned by like a, um, a children's home yeah. or a hospital. And so that's cool. Yeah. I hope Disney pays them well. I'm sure they have Probably to. not, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, though, they're, they've got a new one coming out that's um, Peter and Wendy. So they, they Wild. Are, yeah. I. It's a straight to Disney Plus. So that's where that's we're at. That's J.M. Barry? Yeah. Yep. J.M. Barry. I get J.M. Barry and L. Frank Baum confused. I mean, very similar vibes. <laughs> British problems. Vibes. Wait, no. Problems between L. Frank Baum is he's Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, so he wouldn't Wizard be British. No, he's not British, but he um okay. is he's Weird? got his agenda that you can very okay. clearly read in his books in the same anyway. way that Peter Peter Pan does. <laughs> um but high school musical um, three. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the Disney logo. So there's you have the second star to the right. You have When You Wish Upon a Star mm-hmm. playing in the background. Mm-hmm. You have the sort of Tinkerbell arc that goes over the castle. It's obviously Cinderella's castle, right? Mm. Or is it the other Disneyland castle? No, I'm pretty sure it's Cinderella. I didn't. I never pay attention to it because I'm just like, it's there in my brain. <laughs> no one's paying attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's that's, Cinderella, over, um, that's Cinderella's castle. It's going over a moat, so even though we're supposed to imagine that it's the castle at Disney World, it's not the castle at Disney World because it's going over a moat well, there's, of water. There's a moat. You go over a bridge. Yeah, but you can't like walk up to like it's not the same. No, literal not the thing. Layout. No, layout is entirely different. Well, you also get I the pan like, down with the train. I feel like the yeah. There's is it a is it a monorail or no? Is it's it a, tra- just a train. It's a steam train. You can see the okay. steam coming out of it. Is it the, is. It's like the. It's like. The Lily Bell or any what? other of the named trains at Disney World and Disneyland. But are the only mo- are those the only three movies explicitly being referenced by this opening? Cinderella, Pinocchio, and Peter Pan? Um, I mean, some of it's a little... It's I will say the new... So we're in 100 Years of Wonder, and the new one has more references to other things. It like has Pride Rock next to it and stuff. But yeah, the old the old logo is pretty pretty straightforward in the it's got like a city in the back. Yeah, I think the your major three are are those three, but it also has like strong parks energy. Yeah, it does give the the like the vibe of like this is a Florida theme park in the background. Yeah. There's like swamp. Yeah, it, it's very Everglady. But the Disney logo you know, it's weird because the Disney logo gets the the the, the Tinkerbell little arc thing with the light. But then in this movie, we it, it, it gets like circled out again by another light. Yeah, the, the beautiful blinding bright lights of Broadway. <laughs> Condra, do you know what those lights are called? The little no. lights in the front of the stage? No, I don't, Tyler. Of course I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you I'm sure you you would guess it. They're called footlights. Ah, <laughs> Naturally. Um, foot, footlights being the like the classic lights at foot level on front of a Broadway stage, kind of the classic like fluorescent incandescent. Yep. Old, um, old incandescent bulbs. bulbs that will classically like explode if you're watching something humorous. Yeah. A la young Frankenstein. One of them blows up and causes a whole thing. Yeah. And it, it turns into like there's some horns that start playing and. <laughs> it's very funny. It's it's uh, the, what I was so I was making social media assets for the first forty minutes of this movie, and 
trying to get a clean screenshot of this was wildly challenging because there's so much faux lens flare and just like it's so bizarre what are the other social media assets we got drill famous tweet tweeter what we got grumpy cat although i think grumpy cat is dead social media assets that's just (laughs) a phrase that you were using to talk about something else but i'm now commandeering (laughs) and asking we're already all over the rails and we're only 10 minutes into the first minute if I don't say something funny every 90 seconds, I'm worried that the people will stop listening, okay? I think they'll already stop listening because we're not talking about High School Musical 3 or 2008. We talked about the Disney logo for six minutes, Condra. What more could they want? Well, this is a, a nice variation on the logo. It gets a little bit of glitz and glam to it. It's all reds and golds. I like the surprise of like, what am I looking at? Oh, it's lights. Oh, the lights are in the shape of the number three. Yeah, so it's an addition to the High School Musical part of it that we're just as High School Musical. And I'm trying to remember, is High School Musical 2, was it below or above? Or next to, I mean. The 2 is next to the High School Musical. It is? High School 2. Okay, and but no, it's taller. Well, it's a lot taller than this one. Like, this feels squart in comparison. This movie has earned a colon. We need to talk about this. We, wait, what? Oh my because God, the previous it has. Movie didn't right. have a, it has a subtitle. The previous movie didn't have a subtitle. Yeah. This movie does. I forgot about, I always forget about the subtitle because it's just H- HSM 3 to me, but. High School Musical 3, colon. Senior year. Senior year. So this movie has earned its colon. Everyone get their colons checked when they're above 45. (laughs) 45 is the new 50. Yep. See, you can make jokes too, Condra. But mine aren't as often as yours. The the movie logo is the, like, the stage lights. It's the red and gold. Yeah. Whereas if you look at the traditional DVD cover for this movie, it's going to be the red and black and silver. I have the DVD right in front of me. Okay. I'm just looking at logos on the computer so it's not like the stage light version it's just kind of the regular text yeah so it's flat as opposed to the more illuminated versions of yesteryear precisely and really it's only the first one that has those footlights throughout all the letters the second one has more of like a gold and like glittery sheen to it where this one is like flat color except for right now where it's all like lights but that's enough logo talk. <laughs> it says High School Musical 3 senior year. There's like audience cheering in the background. Yeah. And then that explodes. I like how the logo <laughs> explodes right into Troy's head. Well, because footlights always explode, Condra. That's, that's the one that's trope it. that we know ah, about footlights. Got it. Well, see, we're they already so learning that they things. Explode. We're learning things about media in this movie. We get classic like a dun, 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 like percussion. Yeah. Like it's a King Kong movie or something. <laughs> yeah. And we get a very, very sweaty Troy Bolton. I just the like. The film cuts straight to the moneymaker. Like it knows Troy where Bolton's it is getting. Face. 
<laughs> no, specifically his Troy hair. Bolton's hair, Condra. But it's so sweaty and nasty <laughs> that like it is not the moneymaker right now. I know this no, it's shot perfect. is it's iconic. Like this opening. He, he shakes his head and his hair goes everywhere. It's great. He's just like, I'm like just paused on his face and he's so excessively, I'm sorry for using the word, moist. It's nasty. <laughs> hey, Condra, nobody wants to be moist. Exactly. But his his baby blues, you, he just stares into your soul. Yeah. I mean, it's just an immediate communication of the like the, the increase of scale that we're getting with this movie. Yeah. Just like the quality like the, the definition of frame oh my God. that we're getting <laughs> literally the first when i started like watching this for the all the social stuff i was like oh my god this movie is in like hd we've been living in the past <laughs> <laughs> the subtitles say like rapid clock ticking and labored is... breathing and heart thumping yes I don't know how the how how rapid can the clock ticking be? Cl- clocks only tick at the, the at the same pace. That's that's the point. Yeah, but Troy has stops a second and looks back, so we get some establishing information about yeah. where we are right now. Why he's so sweaty? Yeah, the Wildcats are losing by a lot, twenty six <laughs> to forty five at the end of the second period, which is hopefully the second period out of four. This it isn't is. college basketball, no. so they. Should play four quarters as opposed to two halves. That's correct. Um, so the Wildcats are losing to start out to the this Knights game. again. The West oh, High Knights the, are it's back. It's the West High Knights. Yeah. Okay. It says, but they're down by underneath. nineteen. <laughs> We're not looking good. Foul count is outrageous already too. Five fouls on the Knights, four fouls on the Wildcats. I feel like that's not bad for just like the end of the first half like it's gonna reset for the second half yeah but that still seems high for although it's high school i guess yeah high school and as someone who's recently watched several like college level basketball games the men's games get like way more fouls than the women's games just because the men's games is just about like how fast can i run down the court and try to do something impressive whereas the women's games are actually about like running plays and Passing the ball and getting off good shots. And being good players. <laughs> yeah. And, t- and good teammates. Yeah. I all, like when we were kids, I only watched women's basketball games like live. When we would go see games, I would only we would only go to women's games. Dad was I mean, like, I think I think they're both fun in their own way. Yeah. But yeah, there is something endearing about the women's games and like the, the fundamental basketball that you're seeing. They're just good. On the scoreboard, it says eh for east high but we've also seen ehs just as commonly in terms of like east high logos around actually if you look at the foam finger that's right next to the scoreboard it says ehs EHS. (laughs) yes so also wild to have foam fingers at a high school basketball (laughs) hey they're champions tyler they got the big bucks out of that speaking of champions they have on Troy's jersey is a champion logo, the the sports clothes company. Oh my god, there is. So Disney branded the, the jerseys. Yeah, they for got this some movie. spawns for the big. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is something neat and um something we notably talked about in past movies was their off brand Aeropostal, etc. <laughs> so 
that'll be interesting to see if this continues of more more product placement. I guess because it was Disney Channel TV kind of thing, they had to be a little more careful because of advertising rules with children. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm the one who, who for whom it is up to, to like guess what's supposed to happen in the movie. I don't think I would have ever predicted that it would start like this. Yeah. Oh, do you want to do like a, all right, we've talked about the minute. That's like all that happens in the minute is we see the scoreboard and sweaty Troy. Do you want to make your prediction or do you want to give it and do that next minute or? Kondra, at the end of the last season, we we did my prediction for I, High School Musical 3. I'm sorry. I don't remember. My brain's not good. I do have a couple of um, plot synopses that I've found throughout the internet and on the back of the DVD, though. You want to hear those? Sure. All right. This is Disney Plus's um, description. With graduation looming, the seniors of East High need to do something they'll remember forever. Together with the rest of the Wildcats, they stage a spring musical ref- Sorry, this is my hand on handwriting that I couldn't read. <laughs> they stage a spring musical reflecting their hopes and fears about the future and their unforgettable experiences growing up together. But with graduation approaching and college plans in question, what will become of their dreams, romances, and friendships? So that basically covers it. Yeah. But this is the one on Google and IMDb. Amid preparations for a basketball championship, prom, and graduation, sweethearts Troy Bolton, Zac Efron, and Gabriella Montez, Vanessa Hudgens, vow to savor every moment, knowing that college plans put the future of their relationship into question. An elaborate spring musical is just the thing for these two wildcats and the rest of their classmates to express their fears and hopes for the future. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of fears and hopes for the future, Kondra. Yep. Yep, that's not Both wrong. for the characters and for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Because, Condra, you were a senior in high school once. I was a senior in high school once. Yeah. Did the thing that you needed added to your slate was a musical? <laughs> no, definitely not. All right, this is the back of the DVD. Not the, like, press um, paragraphs, but the paragraph that's the plot summary. It's almost graduation day for high school seniors Troy, Gabriella, Sharpay, Chad, Ryan, and Taylor. I like that they said all the characters' names in this one. Yep. And the thought of heading off in separate directions after leaving East High has these Wildcats thinking they need to do something they'll remember forever. Together with, with the rest of the Wildcats, they'll, they stage a spring musical reflecting their hopes and fears about the future and their unforgettable experiences growing up together. I forgot that this one's the same as the Disney Plus one. Yeah. But with graduation approaching and college plans in question, what will become of the dreams, romances, and friendships of East High's senior Wildcats? So a little bit copy edited, but... Yeah. (laughs) So how are you feeling? Do you remember your prediction? Because I clearly don't. I also don't. I think (laughs) I had more predictions for like... my. I think my prediction was that it was more of like a Chad and Taylor-based movie, which was obviously wrong but i was like but my prediction like delved into that aspect of the story being like the more interesting unexplored territory where in like chad and taylor's relationship where she seems that like she'll be going to college but he maybe won't and they're like much more disparate and unpredictable futures Mm. together and apart seems like a more interesting mine to mine yeah (laughs) Yeah. Then just more Troy and Gabriella drama, which seems like it'll just be the 
same. Although I don't know if they're necessarily going to have drama in this movie, which could be for the benefit. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of possibilities with the way those descriptions are, which is kind of interesting because also just the concept of High School Musical 3 senior year. Okay, prom is a thing. Graduation, like the the poster (laughs) is them in their caps and gowns. Like, Yeah, it. I mean- it basically sets it up for the just the idea of, oh, there isn't a plot. They just do stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I can't say much, obviously. <laughs> I will say my one thing I will say in my rewatch, because I have not seen this movie in probably seven or eight years. A friend of the show, Amanda, showed this to me f- for the first time when we were in college Prior to that, I had never seen this movie before because it had a theatrical release. And by the time it came out, I was too cool for High School Musical 3. I was like, not quite peak goth at this point yet, but I was pretty dang close. It was interesting to watch it for the first time that like in college and then to rewatch it for only my second time in, in all the prep for this, that it's it's been interesting to like think about what this movie is in relation to where we've been with the other ones. And I will give my opinion as time goes on, but I definitely have thoughts. I think the interesting thing for this movie to take would be working in the sort of meta sphere of what's happening to these characters is also what's happening to these actors. Yeah. They are reaching the end of this specific journey And the question is going to be, what do we do from here? Everyone knows that Zac Efron's going to be the star. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that Vanessa Hudgens is going to have things go pretty well for her. Well, other people are up to question. Yeah. So interestingly, something in the preseason for this, like in the in the rise up to this movie, even before it started filming, Vanessa Hudgens actually experienced a pretty significant scandal that you probably don't I remember. read about this. Yeah. <laughs> she had a series of nude photos leaked, and there was a lot of question of whether she would actually be returning to this movie. But yeah. Disney was mollified with her apology and... Good word. Thank you. Mollified? Oof. Solid word. Thank you. And <laughs> allowed her, I guess, to come back to film this final one. Yeah, that's that's one of those things and I, what from what I read on it like it would be more it would be more of a hassle to fire her yeah. and then like have to explain why they fired her. Yeah, to children. Yeah, as opposed to just like brushing it off as like, you know what? Vanessa Hudgens participated in a thing that maybe she regretted and maybe someone took advantage of access to these photos. Obviously, it wasn't like a a magazine photo shoot that she was doing. It was something like personal and private that got leaked. Um, So, yeah. So that's one of the the things leading up to this movie. Do you want to talk about some of the other things that were happening when this movie came out? Well, um, it was 2008. This movie debuted October 24th, 2008 in the U.S. It actually debuted a week earlier in the U.K., whatever. Those Brits have to deal with a lot of d- delayed re- releases in the other direction. They had they to wait for the DVD, one. so they had to wait an extra <laughs> week for the DVD to come out. So. I do know for a fact that this movie debuted at number one 
at the box office. Indeed. And not only did it debut number one, it was also the highest grossing musical at the time. Opening weekend for a musical. Opening yeah. weekend I, for a musical. Yeah. I'm sure like in the long run, other like movies. Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah. Yeah. It open, it's opening weekend U.S. and Canada was $42 million, debuted number one over Saw 5. Wow. Which we've also looped back around to in the culture. Gross total U.S. and Canada was $90.5 million. That's roughly what happens with most movies is that the opening weekend will just about get doubled for the overall run. Mm-hmm. And the gross worldwide was $252.9 million. Wow. So... Considering it had an estimated budget of $11 million and it received a $2 million tax incentive in Utah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it only took, so it took 41 days to film, which is significantly longer than either other film. Which is wild to think that like you could be like starting and stopping a movie in, I guess, five, six weeks. Yeah. Like that's a month and a half. Yeah. Like it took a month and a half to make this movie. Yeah, and it'll take Principal us a year and a half to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure, like they were plan- they were writing and doing dance choreography and rehearsing oh, for longer than that. But like, show up on set on call for six weeks—that's actually a long time to be that hard at work. Like, if you consider what goes into movie making, like that is six weeks of being very, very busy and very full on your schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point. Zach Efron was just starting to get called for other things. He had 17 again and like Charlie St. Cloud and that kind of stuff was starting to pop up around this time. But I think the wilder thing for me is that um, photography began on May 3rd, 2008. Oh, my so, God. So, so they were done, done shooting in mid-June. Mid- yeah. And then by October, the movie was out. That's- I guess like. It's not a special effect movie it's, the way it, like, like post-production. Yeah. Isn't crazy, but like you have to imagine that a lot of the press for this movie was basically in mid swing in June of. Yeah. They were, fin- they were wrapping like, and then they were in press circuit. Yeah. Like they were basically started. Hey, do you know about high school musical get in the picture? Yeah, actually <laughs> I had to look this up. It will be more relevant later in the movie. Okay. I figured we'd save it, but yeah. it was just a little teaser. Yeah. Um, try like the end of the movie. So keep keep listening. Yeah. We're going to plant this seed and then we will we will drop it. it. <laughs> Forget about <laughs> it for a while. Find it in the back of the cupboard and be like, oh, yeah, this is here. Wait, I, I had a seed metaphor. You had a cupboard metaphor. No, because my, my are we was planting still... things in the cupboard? Yeah, we're going to Narnia, Tyler. Let's go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Other things. Um, number one song the weekend that this movie came out would have been "Womanizer" by Britney Spears. Amazing. Look, full circle yet again. Full circle. <laughs> Just to get things out there, Zephron potentially made three million dollars for this movie. The budget was $11 million. Okay. Good for him. (laughs) People estimated that um, at some point talks might have had him up to $5 million or people said that, hey, he might earn up to $5 million for this role, but $3 million is like the pretty safe bet for what he got. They rushed to film this movie before the writer strike and the Screen Actors Guild strike would start. Hey! Throwback to commentary, the musical um, Dr. Horrible sing-along plug. 
the Wikipedia mentions a scrapped version of this movie that was a, a Halloween spooky script called Haunted High School Musical. What? I want that. I wonder if High School Musical, the musical, the series ever picked that up. I'm, I'm not sure they it, did so. like at least one scary episode. Yeah. Hey, do you know when this movie debuted on Disney Channel? I would assume after the theater circuit, so maybe around the holidays. April 4th, 2010. Wow. That's a really long time after. They so waited a while a to capitalize on it. That's even a year after. So the DVD release was in April the following year. Yeah. So they estimated 4 million viewers for its TV debut. Wow. All right. Did you know, Condra, that the auditorium from High School Musical 1 and this movie is not located in East High? Yes. We talked about that. Murray High School. Different high school. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we talked about that a while ago, but if you want to refresh people who maybe are new to the the pod. Yeah, obviously everyone knows that a lot of the photography for this movie was done at the actual East High School in Utah, Salt Lake City area. But the auditorium, I guess, in that high school wasn't what they were looking for. Not big enough. It's been used in other movies. It also might be where they did some of the high school musical get in the picture stuff. Ah. Shot there. So that's also interesting. Okay. This movie was written by Peter Barsacchini. Returning again. Returning again. He wrote the first movie. He did. This is where things get weird. The The IMDb states that the second movie was based on characters by... Peter Barsaccini. And then it all like, it's weird. It doesn't, it's not clear about who it's written by for the second movie. So Peter Barsaccini's Wikipedia page does say he wrote it, but I'm sure there were other people based on characters. No, no, it it says his writer credit is for it. All right. I'm just saying there's something suspicious here about how maybe the second movie didn't have a writer. Well, it's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Likely that there were multiple writers, and because it's a TV movie, they're not gonna. But <laughs> he's back on this one. Music by David Lawrence. Back again. Good old specific friend. songwriting. We'll have to see about. Yeah. Cinematography by Daniel Aranjo. Production design by Mark Hoffling. Art direction by Wing Lee. Set decoration by Ken Kirshner. Costume design by Caroline B. Marks. Choreography by. Charles Klapau, Kenny Ortega, Bonnie Story. Our good old feel like those trio. are our big yep. three. Assistant choreography by Bailey Baker. Interesting credit. Human wildcat and card stunt choreography. Yeah. Don't know what that means. <laughs> Kristen Patterson Terry. Oh, Tyler, you will find out. <laughs> Special thanks to Governor John M. Huntsman Jr., who was the governor of Utah at the time. He was the ambassador to Singapore under George Bush, ambassador to China under Obama, ran for president in 2012, dropped af- dropped out of the elect out of the race after he came third place in the 2012 New Hampshire primary. Obviously Mitt Romney would gain that nomination later. So, fun thing about that guy. Yeah. I'm going to list out some accolades that this this movie won. Zac Efron won uh, Best Actor in the CMA Wild and Young Awards, as well as the MTV Movie Awards. (laughs) He was also nominated in the Nickelodeon Australian Kids' Choice Award. He did win for the Teen Choice Awards, though. Ashley Tisdale won an award from the Kermode Awards. 
as well as the MTV Movie Awards. Vanessa Hudgens won the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award uh, for Favorite Movie Actress. She was also nominated as well as Ashley Tisdale were nominated for the Teen Choice Awards. Neither of them won that, though. The Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards also granted High School Musical 3 as its favorite movie. And it was the Teen Choice Awards Music and Dance category choice movie. I believe it also got a nomination for Best Kiss. It did, actually. Yep. Movie Which choice, is a bit of a spoiler. Lock. There is kissing in this movie. <laughs> Corbin Blue was also nominated for a Teen Choice Award and the soundtrack was nominated. Kenny Ortega won two awards for this movie. He received an Outstanding Achievement Award from the National Association of Latino Independent Producers. And, Heck yeah. And a Young Artist Award oh, granted him the Jackie Coogan Award for the contribution to youth. <laughs> Good job, Kenny. You helped the youth. So clearly this, this movie was in the popular zeitgeist for young people. Uh, people cared a lot about it in a lot of different avenues. I mean, Nick Kidd's Choice Award at the time was a big deal. Like, people were wicked into voting for, on that and stuff. And Yeah, because you could vote online. Yeah. It was a wild time. <laughs> it was. And the MTV <laughs> Movie Awards was also like a yeah. thing that These kids were cared about. <laughs> TV, TV stations actually had like identities and, and like original programming and yeah. um yeah they like they were they wanted to like have a culture around the identity of the tv station that wasn't just like conglomerate corporation yeah although <laughs> mtv at that time was also vastly different of the M mtv from 20 years before that but whatever yeah i have some aggregate scores from um your critical aggregate websites sure let's hear about our rotten tomatoes and I, and I also wrote down the scores for part one and part two for for comparison. Okay. So High School Musical 3, colon, senior year, is rocking a 64% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% audience score. The critics are averaging 6.0 out of 10 stars. Audiences are averaging 3.9 out of 5 stars. So there's that. Part one on Rotten Tomatoes is 65%. Part two is 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Heck yeah. Wild. Heck yeah. Wild. Because I would say critically that would probably be the worst one. But anyway, that's the only outlier. In all the other categories, these movies are all remarkably similar. Part three is rocking 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That's actually the lowest. Mm -hmm. Part one has 5.5. Part two has 5.1. I wonder if that has to do with accessibility. It's not on your TV at home. And by the time it is, you're too old for it. I mean, I think all of these aggregate scores are weird and messed up because critics are obviously not the target audience for this. Yeah. But also like internet users and internet reviewers are also not mm -hmm. this. So whatever. Yeah. Metacritic, High School Musical Part 3 is at 57%, 5.1 out of 10 user score. That would be compared to um, Part 1 has a 6.4 user Metacritic score. No critical average mm -hmm. part two has a 72 percent critical average 7.1 user score also pretty high i don't know if you also saw that rotten tomatoes it that high school musical 3 received a golden tomato for best musical film of 2008 wild on letterboxd part three is 3.1 part one and two are both 
those are user ratings. Mm-hmm. So really, the, the Rotten Tomatoes are 64%, 65%. High School Musical 2 is somehow 83%. IMDb, they're all within 0.6 of each other, all averaging around the 5 area. Mm-hmm. Their <laughs> user scores, yeah, their letterbox scores are all around 3.1, 3.2. Like, people have strong opinions about, like, which one of these movies is the best, and it all comes out to being, like, they're all starkingly the same. Like, people have, From- everyone thinks that some one of them is the best, but they all average out the same. Well, I think that goes to your previous comments on who's the audience versus who's reviewing it. Because, yeah, I had strong opinions back in the day that, I mean, I still do, that High School Musical 2 is my favorite. But I was the right audience at the time they came out. I think if you could take, like, a perfect poll of all people who had seen <laughs> these movies. Okay. Like, I, 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 I would genuinely be curious, like, what the favorite would be across all three. I guess this is up to us to 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 figure out in our social media explorations. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, so um, in the off season, we did some things because we saw the trash fire that is burning and has been burning and I've questioned for a while. So we're still on Twitter at Amateur Nerds, but we're also You can now- also find us on Tumblr. <laughs> I, I Wildcat called, Minute. I called one a trash fire, but oh, look at the other side. <laughs> and we are also now on the Instagram at Amateur Nerds. Wow. And you can still email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Indeed. That didn't change. Still email us. We're, we're figuring out what this season is going to have for fun games. But we will we will get there. Well, if for some reason you're still listening after all that technical stuff, Thank you. Thank you. We'll catch you for episode two, where we'll have some sort of game to play. Yep. Tyler, are we still betting on it? Until then, I've been Tyler. I've been Condra. And we'll see you next time to find out if Troy says anything inspiring to his teammates. You can bet on it. (laughs) 